Hello all, and welcome to the All for the Gluten-Free Good podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hopper, sharing with you how I'm finding peace and joy in this gluten-free journey. Episode 3, Vacationing Gluten-Free. Hello all. Before we get started today, I wanted to let you know that I made an error in last week's podcast and I want to make it right for you guys. So when I was talking about gluten-free beverages, I said that Red's Apple Ale and Angry Orchard Cider were both gluten-free. Angry Orchard is gluten-free, but Red's Apple Ale is not. Again, Red's Apple Ale is not gluten-free. So thank you to the lovely listener who messaged me to correct me so that I can give you all the best information possible. So welcome back. As many of you may know, I spent the last week at the Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri. My husband and I go every year with my family and stay on the lake drinking, eating, and swimming basically the entire week. It is a stinking blast. We have such a good time. Um, But we've been going to the same spot since I was 16 before I went gluten-free. So this year has been my third year at this same vacation spot eating gluten-free. And I think it's safe to say that I've learned a few tips and tricks that I'd love to share with you. I hope it can help you along the way. So first, I want to clarify that I have to be gluten-free, as we talked about a little bit in the last episode, but I don't necessarily have to eat um like sensitive to dairy or acidic foods or high FODMAP foods. But I do limit the amount of dairy, acidic foods, and high FODMAP foods that I eat due to my lactose intolerance, my acid reflux, and my IBS respectively. So when I'm on vacation, I manage this by trying to balance my intake of foods so that I can tolerate what I'm eating and I don't deal with my sensitivities. So for instance, I try to eat only one food item a day that may upset my tummy with dairy, and maybe only one food item a day that may upset my tummy with acid reflux. And in general, I'm just trying not to overdo it. So here's how I cope with each of these things. So if you're somebody who struggles with lactose intolerance, reflux, or IBS, we're gonna get to that in just a minute. So. If you're struggling with lactose intolerance like I do, there is a, I want to share with you guys a little tip about how I kind of deal with feeling sort of excluded with my intolerance. So when we're down in the Ozarks, there's this really cute and super delicious ice cream shop that everybody goes to every single year and sometimes multiple times in the week. Uh, They have what feels like millions of options but absolutely none of them are gluten-free and lactose-free. Now, I know my body, so I know that while I'm on vacation, I need to stay away from ice cream and Alfredo sauce. Now, it's not worth running or ruining the rest of my night, but I don't want to feel left out either. So it can sometimes feel really upsetting when we're waiting in line for the ice cream and everybody else has this mound of delicious ice cream with candies on top and a cherry and, you know, I have to stand there with nothing or my ice water. Um, 
So what I do to sort of mend that feeling of feeling left out is every single year on our very first trip to the grocery store, I buy a container of my favorite gluten-free and dairy-free double chocolate cashew ice cream. Now, if you are dairy-free and you have not tried cashew ice cream, I highly recommend it. Or don't recommend it if you are trying to stay away from your sugars or if you are on a diet for whatever reason. Um, but if you're looking for something delicious to enjoy, the cashew ice cream is yummy. It's creamy and it's really the only thing I've found that comes even close to regular dairy ice cream. Absolutely delicious. So what's really nice is that I know that whenever we stop for ice cream and everybody else gets their ice cream, I don't feel bad at all. I get to feel amazing physically for the rest of the day, go swimming and not have to worry about a tummy ache. And when I get home or get back to the condo, I can take a big old scoop of that chocolate ice cream and have absolutely no guilt. So that is one tip that I highly, highly recommend. Now, for those of you out there dealing with reflux, I have had acid reflux for seven years. I first flared up when I first went to college and I was drinking soda all the time. Um, and was really, I had a massive change in my diet because I never used to drink soda or a lot of really greasy foods at home, but I was when I got to college. So soon thereafter, you know, my, my physician just said, okay, well, you need to adjust your diet. The reflux will either go away or it will be easy to manage. And I adjusted my diet. Um, I tried taking out all of the caffeine, my red sauces, spicy foods, but still this reflux haunted me. It would not go away. And I just didn't get it. Uh, so finally this year, I went to see a physician actually for a different issue and went to, to do a test and they found that I have a hiatal hernia. Now, this is actually really common, especially in women. Uh, essentially, a small part of my stomach is stuck above my diaphragm, which allows the stomach acid to flow very easily because there's not really a seal keeping it from flowing up my esophagus. Um, so I take medicine um, to prevent you know, as much of it as I can. And I try to be mindful when I'm choosing spicy foods or red sauce foods. Now, if you have reflux, or especially if you have a hiatal hernia like me, uh, my best tip for you is twofold. First, Pesto is your friend. I have never gone to a good pasta restaurant that did not have pesto. And chances are, if you're going to a pasta restaurant that actually has gluten-free pasta and can make it for you safe, then they probably have a good pesto. And I love pesto because not only is it, it you know, it doesn't have the acidity, um, as long as it doesn't have too much garlic in it, I, it won't upset my tummy at all, and you're getting all of that delicious basil, spinach, yumminess that is in that pesto, so it's actually pretty good for you. So tip number two, if you're struggling with reflux, allow yourself one spicy or red saucy thing a day, just one. Now I will say for reflux, this includes alcohol. So it can really stink to limit your drinking, I get it especially on vacation when you're like, I just really want to let loose. You know, I don't have all these responsibilities I usually have. I just want to be able to enjoy. Uh, but trust me, it is so worth it to just feel well and to feel like you can 
go swimming, you can go on a hike, you can go walk around a strip mall in the blazing heat for four hours if you want to and not feel completely miserable because you had one drink with brunch. Um, so for me, I know that I usually limit my alcohol because I love food and I would rather have a pesto pasta or one spicy thing a day. <laughs> so next and finally, if you struggle with IBS, this is for you. Now, this one is fairly new to me as I was only diagnosed a few months ago. And when it comes to diagnoses like this one, the sort of general overarching, you have an irritable bowel, to which I say, yeah, duh, I have an irritable bowel. I, I know that. <laughs> My tummy hurts a lot. I got it. Um, you know, all of us in this gluten-free community, we know to take this diagnosis with a grain of salt. Um, my hunch has always been that I may have celiac disease, but I don't have a way to really test for it. So I just eat in a way that I know that is well for me, and that's going to make me feel good. Um, but diagnoses like this one always make me laugh. What I will say about the IBS diagnosis is that it actually finally was the thing that got me to try an elimination diet. Now, an elimination diet, if you haven't heard of it, is a diet where you take out a variety of things that can be irritants for you. So two of those things, for instance, that I took out were onion and garlic. And I mean took out. Like I was not eating ketchup or like I was making my own red sauces at home because I couldn't, like I couldn't make anything that had onion or garlic in it. So you completely eliminate it from your diet. And then you slowly add in one week at a time, you would add in another food that could be an irritant. And if it doesn't bother you, then that means that you, you're not sensitive to that food. So what I discovered is that some of my mild tummy aches would be caused by eating a lot of garlic or a lot of onion. So I know that when I'm on vacation, I don't eat a lot of garlic or a lot of onion because again, I'm on vacation to have fun. I want to go do things. I want to shop. I want to spend time with my family and swim. And I can't do that if I feel ill. So I know this may sound like a lot of information, and it is. But these are the nuances of how my body responds to food and what I can do to respect that. So I would encourage you to consider that your body has unique responses to food as well. And it's worth exploring and understanding that this process is not a quick one. It's going to take some time. This is three years after a diagnosis of a gluten intolerance and seven years after my first tummy issue diagnosis. So it takes time. Be patient with yourself and be patient with your body. All right, so let's get down to business. So here are my five tips for eating gluten-free on vacation. First, plan ahead and call at least one restaurant for every day you're staying. So for us, we were staying for seven days. So I made it a point to call at least seven restaurants and try to get some information on what their options are. An example of what I might say would be, hey, what are your gluten-free menu options? And what precautions do you take to prevent cross-contamination? That's a big one because a lot of people think that they have gluten-free menu options, but they don't actually prevent the cross-contamination. So all of their efforts, unfortunately, are sort of squandered and I can't take the risk on eating that food. So number two, look at reviews. 
check out some reviews for a, at least a few restaurants. Um, there aren't always any good notes on dietary considerations and things like that, but it's worth checking because I found at least a couple. Um, so it's worth checking before hassling and calling everybody and trying to figure out on the phone with a server who may or may not know what the heck you're talking about. Tip number three. If you can get a full kitchen on vacation, get a full kitchen. It may be more work to cook for yourself, but it is cheaper and it is so much safer. I think I get a small feeling of like claustrophobia at the thought of not having the choice of cooking for myself. Because the thought of being completely dependent upon others to for me to eat and eat healthily and eat in a way that's not going to make me sick absolutely terrifies me. So having that full kitchen as something to fall back on is huge and just puts me so much at ease. Tip number four, bring goodies from home. I start stocking up on gluten-free sale items about a month before vacation and before we leave, I get all of my dry goods from our local store because they're so much cheaper and because I know what my options are and I know where the best place to go for the best foods are here. I know what aisles they're in and I can do it in 30 minutes. It's definitely best to shop before you go. Also, tip number five, if you're going to a major city, and for instance, if it's not the Lake of the Ozarks and these reviews don't, aren't necessarily specific to where you're going, check out at Gluten Free Follow Me. So Gluten Free Follow Me is a great resource with lots of options already there for you on different places that she has visited in different locations. It's a really great website. She has an awesome Instagram account that I'd love to follow and see what she's doing. She's really inspired me to maybe plan a couple trips to some bigger areas, some different cities that have a lot of gluten-free options um, to try some different stuff. So definitely check that out. So finally, my last little note here for you guys, I wanna share with you my two best food experiences at the lake this year and my two worst experiences eating out. And here's how I handled it. So first, I'm gonna share with you guys my two worst experiences. First, there is a restaurant called Dog Days. Now this restaurant is super yummy delicious. I remember going there before we went gluten, before I went gluten-free and their food was awesome. They've changed a few things over the years, but they're still in the same location. They're right on the lake. Um, but their menu is, has gotten so much smaller. So from what I heard from all the other people that we went with, the regular gluten-y food, the regular food went over really well. It was delicious, but they had no options for someone eating gluten-free. I mean like none. I ended up getting their Cobb salad and it luckily they had an option for a salad that had plenty of veggies. So I had lots of veggies. There was a boiled egg on top and avocados. So it had enough fats that even without dressing, because I didn't feel safe eating their dressing, um, it was still yummy and filling enough to at least feel like I got something to eat. However, for that big salad of basically a boiled egg and avocado and some veggies, um, I think I spent about $16 because I wasn't able to eat 
the chicken that was supposed to come on it because of seasonings. I wasn't able to eat the ham that was supposed to come on it because of seasonings or the bread that was supposed to come with it. So there was a lot of food that was supposed to be in there that I wasn't able to get. Um, and so that, that really kind of stunk. That was not a super great experience. You're bound to run across those on vacation though. So my second worst experience I want to share with you guys more because I think it's a really good example of what I encountered the rest of my vacation was at JJ Twigs. Now JJ Twigs, I don't know if you've heard of them. They are a chain. Um, I don't know that they're a big chain, but they are a chain. They have like peanuts on the table for you to munch on. And that's really fun because it's actually like a, a snack that I can actually have. Woo. Yay for that. I was enjoying that part. Um, but they're a pizza place. And they actually had a little note on the back of their menu that said gluten-free options and it had them listed. And so I thought, wow, that's a really good sign that it's actually on the menu, printed out. That's great. So there were some gluten-free options listed, but when I started asking questions about what precautions they took to prevent some cross-contamination, they weren't the the server first of all wasn't even super sure about what I was asking her and when we did finally figure out what my options were my options were actually few and far between the big thing was that they were advertising their gluten-free pizza and their pizza was not safe to eat because they did nothing to prevent the cross-contamination outside of putting it on a separate pan but any issues with like dipping the ladle in the same sauce, putting their hands in the same cheese bucket, all of that, they weren't taking any precautions on that end. So I couldn't have their pizza. Now the reason why I bring this one up is because this happens so much on vacation. I think almost every restaurant we went to had a gluten-free pizza, quote unquote. But a lot of the time it was just a gluten-free crust that they slathered on all their regular stuff onto. And most of them had no idea how to prevent cross-contamination or had no desire to prevent the cross-contamination. And if they weren't super eager to say, yes, we know what that is. We know how to fix that problem. We're not going to make you sick. Then I would not get it. If I didn't feel extremely confident that they knew how to prepare food in a way that wasn't going to make me ill, I would just say, forget it. And I would get a salad, um, which is what I ate a lot of the week. Now, down, you know, well, let's forget about all that negative stuff. We're going to get into the really good stuff here. These are my two best experiences at the lake. And I really wanted to include two other ones, but to be honest, these were the two best. And these are my two favorite restaurants at the lake. I will say before we get to my two favorites, I want to mention Lil Rizzo's we went to this year. And oh my goodness. Their pasta was to die for. I will say again, their pizza was not safe to eat because they didn't prevent a lot of the cross-contamination, but their pasta was so yummy. It was delicious, and that was a very close third this year. So top two, my second favorite restaurant at the lake was Half Sauced Barbecue. Now, I think one of my favorite parts about this restaurant, and this may be totally silly, but their servers are knowledgeable. Their servers know what I'm talking about when I ask about what the gluten-free options are. And I ask every year just because I want to make sure that I'm on the same page and that nothing's changed. But all every single year of the three years that we've gone, the servers know, I know what gluten-free is. These are the things on the menu that are gluten-free. 
all of our sauces are gluten-free. Yeah, that's right. All four of their homemade gluten-free barbecue sauce. It's all gluten-free. And they have like a spicy one and a really spicy one and a mustard sauce and a sweet barbecue. Oh my goodness. And they season all of their barbecue with seasonings that are just like what you would probably have in your pantry. It's just gluten-free. They don't use seasoning packets or anything like that. And I just love this place. Their food is delicious. Even their sides, their homestyle sides. So you can get, you know, green beans and potatoes and, you know, a baked potato and, you know, potato salad. And there's lots of potatoes. I'm not going to lie. But, it, you know, it's, it's really good. Trust me, it's worth it. Half Sauce Barbecue does it well every single year. Now, my friends, for my number one absolute favorite restaurant at the lake cannot be beat second year in a row is redheads lakeside bar and grill this is easily the best experience i eating experience i had of the entire vacation i actually ordered two meals <laughs> while we were there because i couldn't choose between them um they side note they also have a swim up bar and indoor and outdoor seating they are right on the lake you can boat up to the restaurant super, super amazing. When we got there, our server knew what gluten-free was. She knew how to cater to what I was asking for. And I asked about their pizza last year. Now get this, we get to Redheads and I've had this week of, this was last year, I've had this week of eating a lot of salads. <laughs> so I'm kind of at this point where I'm tired of people saying that they actually have a gluten-free pizza that's not gluten-free. And this server last year says, no, no, no. We actually prepare our gluten-free pizzas upstairs. They are not put into the brick oven. We prepare them upstairs in a separate oven on their own pan. We use separate dishes for the cheese and the sauces. We keep everything safe. It is gluten-free. My mind was blown. It was amazing. And their pizza is super good. So this year, I didn't want to get the pizza again. So this year I got a lovely little pasta dish, which was so yummy. So I got that and then I ordered an entire pizza to go. So all of this needless to say, first of all, if you're going to the Ozarks and you're gluten-free, you've got to check out Redheads and Half Sauce Barbecue to die for, cannot be matched. So yummy, so yummy. But even if you're not going to the Lake of the Ozarks and you're vacationing somewhere else, the biggest thing I can encourage you with is to not give up. Don't give up if you feel like you're feeling frustrated or like it's been four meals in a row and you've just had salads. Try to find, just find the joy in what you're doing and the fact that you're at least you're, you know, you've got to break off work. Your responsibilities aren't there and you can just take deep breaths and enjoy the company of your family or whoever you're with. Um, I think I would often get fixated and focused on the food and then I would get angry because the food wouldn't work out or I would have a salad again. Um, but once I shifted my focus to the rest of my vacation, what we were going to do and if we were going to go hiking or boating or whatever, I didn't care so much when the food didn't work out or I had to get a salad again. So I hope that this 
episode was helpful for you guys. I hope that it gives you a little bit of insight into how I deal with vacationing gluten-free and maybe gives you a little bit of hope. Thank you all for listening to this podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Hopper. For some of my favorite recipes and resources, head on over to all-for-the-good.com and subscribe for five essential gluten-free baking recipes, including a variation on my grandmommy's classic sugar cookies. Wishing you the best and to be blessed.